0: I'm Richard, and I'm Will, and together we're the The Irreverent Nerds! 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 We are here. Surprise! Surprise! We're dropping a bonus episode, but you didn't expect that. We didn't expect it either. It just kind (laughs) of happened. We did talk a little little bit, but as far as today, I kind of sprung it on you. So... It's Tuesday, literally the day before we're supposed to drop our normal episode, and I'm like, Tuesday, let's go see the Marvels and do a bonus episode (laughs) instead. Um, No, we're still going to drop our normal episode. It might be a little late, but we were just excited about seeing this movie. We've been looking forward to it, and it's, it's the end of opening week, and it's Super Saver Tuesday at our local theater, so it's tickets are like five six bucks cheaper than they normally are so we're like let's do it and will will was game that's right he was more excited about that than he was castle in the sky and then we went to see a <laughs>
1: movie called brock stanton or something i'm not sure oh
0: yeah stan brock stan brock <laughs> good
1: old stan brock i don't know what we just paid for <laughs> that's a story we should get into later yeah yeah well, we
0: can get to it now so so we had a we had an interesting experience that ended ended very positively uh but yeah it gave us a little bit of fun something to talk about i guess you want to tell the story
1: well uh from my point of view i'm, I'm tired from work i have a headache uh, i'm getting increasingly more irritated as we uh watched Fathom events, commercials. Uh, that, that wasn't the beginning of it. We got... Let me, let me start over. Rich <laughs> bought the tickets, and for some reason they told him that we were switching to a different theater than the theater we actually bought the tickets for. I don't know why. And so nothing is playing on the theater screen. No one's in there. So eventually two more people join us, but uh, so it's just constant merry-go-round of richard having to get up and go ask the employees what's going on (laughs) (laughs) so the first time they start showing us a um a loop of fathom events material and then uh about did you say what was his name
0: stan brock or something like that either brock stan or stan brock i think it was stan brock
1: and I'm just getting increasingly irritated and I'm like, I don't know who Stan Brock is, but according to these factories, he's the Chuck Norris of whatever this is. And so Rich gets back up and asks them to to please please fast forward through these Fathom Events things. So they say yes and he gets back and then we start watching the film and the credit the, the opening credits are rolling and and it's a Stan Brock movie and we're like, What are we watching? <laughs>
0: yeah so there was there was some miscommunication I guess apparently and and yeah the the Marvels wasn't playing but (laughs) the the bonus at the end because because of all the trouble and because of the delay they
1: I'm not trying to knock the theater it's just no no you know
0: shit shit happens right you know any any job you have you're gonna have your rough days your hectic days your tough days I thought we were getting pranked (laughs) (laughs) hey that would've been fun um but no, but no, at the end, um, you know, as a kind of a, an apology slash like, hey, let's make this better for you. We know this got mixed up. They allowed us to go in to the IMAX showing of the film. So it, it the previews had just gotten going on that one and no upcharge. Like, yeah, so we got to see IMAX. Uh, not only was it Super Saver Tuesday, so it was cheaper than normal tickets. But then, you know. We saved the $5 extra we would have spent had we actually paid for the IMAX tickets. We we
1: got got, bumped from coach to first class. That's right.
0: That's right. So, no complaints here. Uh, Thank you to the staff for for being gracious and allowing us to do that. The peanuts could have used more salt, though. I'm kidding. Airplane (laughs) joke. (laughs) Yep, yep. And the little liquor bottles aren't big enough. (laughs) Too small. Too small. But, yeah, so we got to see the Marvels in IMAX. You know, granted, this theater, the screen we were going to see it on was already big. So IMAX is just a little bit bigger. Uh, But hey, I'll take a little bit bigger and a little bit better sound system any day of the week. So, so we got to see, got to see it in all its intended glory, I guess. I don't think anything was filmed in IMAX, like with IMAX cameras. So it wasn't specially formatted in that sense. For IMAX, but we got to watch it in IMAX. It was cool.
1: True, true.
0: So, what's this movie about? Like, what the heck is this about? For people well, that are like about the Marvels, it's Stan, Stan Brock. Stan Brock. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay, Stan it's about Stan Brock, the, the cousin of Stan Lee. No. <laughs> uh,
1: and my apologies to Stan
0: Brock, it's whoever, about the whoever you 50 are. Million, you the 50 million people in the U.S. <laughs> who don't have health insurance. That's where that documentary was going, which I was actually okay. kind of interested in. I was like, this is kind of interesting, but it's not what we pay to see.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I found it vaguely interesting, also. But anyway, the Marvels starring uh, Mr. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and maybe Photon. I'm not really sure. Whatever her Monica Rambo's superhero name is in yeah, MCU.
0: I, well, she's actually, Monica Rambo's actually been Captain Marvel at different points in the comics, I think. I, I read some a uh, run. Uh, selection from her run in the 80s where she was Captain Marvel. Cool, 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 And cool. she was also, I think, head of the Avengers for a bit uh, at that point um, back in the 80s. So it's kind of gone back and forth, but obviously in the MCU, Carol Danvers is is Captain Marvel. So, but yeah, they kind of played around with that because I think some people, I've heard some people talk about her being Nova Girl, which Nova g- Girl. gets tossed around at some point. Um, well, I
1: hadn't heard that one. I, I've heard of Spectrum, and that gets tossed around in this film too.
0: Yeah, so, like, Kamala Khan...
1: But I'm, I was choosing was Photon. To,
0: Kamala Khan is trying That's to my give favorite. her... So she mentioned that, too. I, I didn't catch the Photon.
1: I, I don't think she, the, the word Photon came up in this film. I just know that Photon is one of the names from, from the comics that Monica is known by.
0: Which makes sense. Because she, she can... I think I guess, like, she can manipulate light somehow, but can also phase Yeah. through things. She can, like pass through things or allow things to pass through her sort of like kitty from the x-men except somehow she uses light yeah they they talk about that in in the film because you know the three which if you've seen any of the trailers or any of the advertisements for this film you know that captain marvel and monica rambo and kamala khan aka miss marvel all three of them you know team up so to speak Right. To, to fight the big baddie um, in this film. So that's not a surprise to anybody. And, who's and there, the seen connection,
1: the connection The connection is their light powers as you mentioned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, um, which that,
1: is kind of a retcon.
0: Was it? Oh yeah, yeah, because that I don't think it's ever been talked about before, like like Miss Marvel being able to manipulate light into, into physical matter.
1: Well she could do that in the uh, her own T V show.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if they talked about it as her manipulating light. I don't think that's what I don't remember. I I don't recall that. I could be wrong. I I don't
1: think that they defined it that way. And I don't think they ever defined it that way for Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. The retcon is that and this this is I don't believe we did a podcast review of cons on TV series. I we don't did, think we did. We did not. Did. No, we we did not. not. didn't think so. So I'll put this out here now for this film. The retcon right I speak of is that in the comic books, she does not have light powers. She has stretchy powers like Mr. Fantastic or uh, okay. The Elongated Man or Plastic Man. Okay. But, um... Her
0: multiphasic light powers are more interesting now. I, I, I guess say. so, <laughs> and, and that
1: that helps connect it. I can see why they did that now, where they made that change because they were playing on connecting all the the characters in this one film. I guess they just wanted her her powers to be more similar to theirs. I guess.
0: But it's interesting. I, I, mean, I guess Kamala Khan aka Miss Marvel, like her powers. I think you mentioned like she actually she has some innate abilities, and the Bongle just unleashes them slash harnesses them whereas yeah both carol and monica got theirs through an accident um so to speak which both involved infinity stones either directly or indirectly it was like an infinity stone was being its power was being harnessed to create that uh propulsion device that carol blows up and then she her body absorbs the powers and then she um she gets the I guess that was the space stone, I think. You know, or the tesseract. Uh, I don't the tesseract. Remember. It was connected to the tesseract. It was the tesseract's power, which I think is also called the space stone.
1: It must have been the tesseract because I think that was the only one they had found in the in the nineties.
0: Yeah, that was the only one at that point that they had on Earth. I think was the yeah. tesseract, and um, so she got her powers from that. And Monica Rambeau indirectly also got her powers from that, indirectly because. Uh, You have Wanda, Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, got, now she had, much like Kamala Khan, like she had an eight power, she was a mutant, right, but then, but then she got amped up, so to speak, by um, being experimented on, Uh, she volunteered for it, but she was experimented on with the Tesseract.
1: Right, who are we
0: talking about again? Uh, the Scarlet Witch.
1: Oh, of course, of course, of course. And then it you know, was these her, retcons are all confusing to me.
0: And then it was her hex that Monica Rambeau passed through. Yeah, which then gave her powers. So hers indirectly came from the Tesseract, aka the space. I think it's the Space Stone, one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, as well. So Kamala Khan is the only one of the three that that wasn't connected to an Infinity Stone that's true but we do find out more about her her bongle (laughs) the bungle and find that it's linked to another bongle which at first it did you think what I thought I thought that was our moon like when at first like in the opening scene they land yeah at first I thought it was our moon
1: at first I thought it was until I saw it teaming with all sorts of people that shouldn't be there (laughs) But I have no idea. It's just some random moon, I guess.
0: Was it MX four or something like that, I think they called it. They referred to it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a place where they never really explain that. They never explain how it got there. Yeah, they don't bother to do that. They don't they don't mm. say whether it was the Cree that buried it there. Um, yeah, that's not really explained. But we do find out more about the Mongols and what their origins were, and uh, we find out that they were connected to the the space jumps, like the when you go through the portals right. and you jump.
1: So um, they were Cree technology.
0: No, no, they predate the Cree. sounded like. The Kree. Um, uh, I
1: just I couldn't remember that part of the film.
0: But they were connected. She called them quantum quantum bands. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Captain Marvel referred to them as quantum bands. And they were involved in the creation of, of the gates used for jumping, as you see, we first saw in Guardians of the Galaxy and have seen multiple times since. Um, so they're connected to that somehow, but they didn't say who created the jump system or who, or who used the bands. So we don't know that yet. Maybe that's going to come in Miss Marvel season two or something. Perhaps.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. Perhaps. Um,
0: if, if that happens.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned this earlier, and we did see this in this film. How does she have her powers without the band when she takes the band off? Uh, it's I can't remember what season one of of Miss Marvel explained, but it's my understanding from the comics that she's actually an inhuman and had her powers awakened.
0: By the band, yeah. Uh,
1: most likely in this series by the band.
0: Yeah, and I'd forgotten... If they did talk about that in the series, I had forgotten. Because, yeah, that surprised me. Like, at one point, she gets separated from her band when Darben, the big baddie, finally gets a hold of both bands. Yeah. And and then, you know, Kamala is still able to use her powers. Like I was like, wait a minute. It's like... So that confused me for a minute, but, but if it's what you were saying, then, then that makes sense. Like, she already had latent powers or inherited powers however you want to look at it um and then the band awakens it and maybe enables her to focus it or heightens it in some way but yeah but then she's later spoiler warning by the way we're, we're gonna get right these into are all spoilers spoilers yeah sorry we didn't give you a warning at the front <laughs> i apologies for that um so yeah here on out if, if that's not very obvious spoilers spoiler warnings um She's able to use both bands and not die. Unlike, again, spoiler warning, the big baddie Darben. And you see it coming, but like, she dies trying to use both bands. And they're too much for her to handle. And I guess she's just a normal Cree; doesn't have any superpowers right. of her own. And she doesn't have her, her Kree Warhammer or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and,
1: and the strange thing is, is that according to the um, may or may not still be in continuity uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show if someone who does not have inhuman uh, DNA the inhumans being test subjects of the Kree or the descendants of the Kree's test subjects anyway if I'm understanding that correctly uh, they would die so if these bracelets these Bongles did contain this inhuman crystal awakening thing oh man it's been so long since i've seen agents of shield that that might be an explanation although i don't think that's what's happening here i just wanted to point that out Mm -hmm. um most mostly because she didn't turn into stone but Mm -hmm. and she already had one bangle on i have no idea
0: i never did see agents of shield so it was good yeah and I, to be honest, I just don't have the time or the energy to, to go back and catch up with it now. That's absolutely <laughs> understandable. There's too many other things to see or watch or, or just other more important things in life to spend time on, I guess. So it's like.
1: And they might retcon it and make uh, Kamala Khan a mutant instead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we won't spoil. There is a mutant involved. We'll, we'll say this much. There's a mutant involved in the mid, mid-credit scene. But obviously, if you're listening to this and you heard the spoiler warning, you've already watched the movie, so you know so unless you just like being spoiled and you're listening to it now so spoiled fair warning if you don't want that part to be spoiled it will eventually be spoiled by us uh let's see so 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 let's talk a bit about what we liked or didn't like about the film i guess um the opening scene what what were your thoughts on the opening scene do you like it dislike it oh it's
1: fine it was traditional movie, not just MCU, but movie in general. Opening, big bad finds a big bad thing. Yeah. Wants to do a big bad th- deed.
0: Yeah, they find an artifact that they're planning to do, presumably nefarious things with. Nefarious. Nefarious. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah. I kind of felt too. I was like, uh, part for the course. You know, it was enjoyable to watch. Like it was. I, I will say this: the CGI in this was excellent. Like mm-hmm. they did a very good job, which you expect of Marvel movies at this point. Um, but yeah, Except and for the kittens. An, Seen an in yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, but yeah.
1: They, they were noticeably CGI. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, g- g-
0: Goose is apparently a female Glork. glork what a, what do they call Glork? Gorgian. I forget what the cat. Space that, cat. <laughs> yeah, you know, space octopus cat. I forget. <laughs> I forget what, what they call it. But uh, but anyway, Goose, uh, at, at one point later on, has children, lots of them, and her eggs look like uh, little pink brains for some reason. <laughs> um, and they are, you know, humorously involved in a uh, escape from, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty great, actually. The Flurkin. 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 Yes, Flurkin. So the Flurkin, which inexplicably looks like a a, a Felinus domesticus or <laughs> whatever from from Earth. Um, I guess it likes to disguise itself as a cat. Well, it's actually a Cthulhu abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Cthulhu. Is it Cthulhu or from, Cthulhu from the depths of the Earth, from the bowels of the Earth? Cthulhu's spawn comes forth.
1: You know, Cthulhu is originally from outer space. Is it? Yeah.
0: Uh, I haven't read enough um, H.P. Lovecraft yet, I guess, to, to catch that. Cthulhu. I like Lovecraft stuff. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about recording some of it. Um, like, just recording it for fun and putting it on a podcast because it's public domain. So... Yeah, oh really? It is cool. Well, yeah, I mean it's old. It's old stuff. Cool. I th- I'm pretty sure it's all in public domain. Um, but Yeah, that, it would just be fun. Be fun to read. Put some creepy music on in the background. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so, so we talked about the opening scene. Um, how did you feel about the, the pace of the movie overall? Like the pacing.
1: Well, I thought it was fine. Um, especially when the characters finally all got together and stopped swapping with each other. Uh, I mean, that was a little whiplashy, but yeah, at first.
0: I think that's a good way to describe maybe the first 20, 30 minutes of the film. Like, it jumps around a lot. They're trying to introduce all three characters, especially, like, for. They were trying to introduce them well enough for people that haven't seen Captain. The first Captain Marvel, or any of the other Avengers movies, like they did some, or at least the first Captain Marvel, they did some flashbacks to the first Captain Marvel, yeah. and and they tried to connect, you know, Kamala Khan, and introduce you to some of her stuff from from the mo- from her series, and then I think Monica Rambo's, they never do do they don't do a flashback to her becoming or gaining her powers, they don't bother to do that, but they do some flashbacks with her and her mom and her and Carol. So, yeah, so they don't, but she does talk about her origins. Right. But they don't bother to do a flashback to it for whatever reason.
1: No. So so this movie is very uh, first-time friendly. It'll catch you up to speed with all the pertinence. Uh. Eh. Well, the pertinence of who the characters are, not every little thing, no. You but. might be a little
0: a little confused if you haven't seen, like, to me, like, so if you haven't, if you're listening to this wanting to, if you're one of those people that like to hear everything before you see something and you haven't seen it yet, uh, if you have time, I think the series that it's connected to, obviously the, it's connected to the first movie, the Captain Marvel movie, um, but then it's definitely connected to WandaVision, you know, because yes. of Monica Rambeau. And then, uh, Secret Invasion, you know, with stuff with Nick Fury. Although not as much as I thought it would be, uh, there wasn't much connection. They didn't they didn't carry over much with the scrolls or the storyline. And Nick Fury kind of jumps back into being Nick Fury. And it, it, it almost makes me wonder whether this is supposed to have taken place before Secret Invasion, because it, because he was like old and beat down, just very different in Secret Invasion. But maybe the Secret Invasion is supposed to be what rejuvenated him, and now he's back up working at Saber again, and he's like his normal Nick Fury self. Um, but that wasn't entirely clear, so that that seemed a little disjointed, because, you know, in terms of uh, release dates, obviously Secret Invasion came first. It so wouldn't be the first time. Um... Yeah, you don't really have to watch that, though, because there aren't really any any connections to the movie. Well, it wouldn't be the first... Nothing clear.
1: Sorry. I was just going to point out, it wouldn't be the first time that MCU titles um, actually released out of order.
0: That's true. Uh, Yeah.
1: Because they get delayed sometimes. Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness was actually supposed to come uh, after um spider-man no way home but they ended up getting backwards going backwards so the uh america chavez character was originally supposed to appear in spider-man no way home uh. but that was scrapped maybe for the better because that would have been too many characters
0: yeah there's already yeah. enough going on in no way home You didn't, you didn't need additional characters
1: well that was originally the character that was supposed to bring Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire's characters into that world. Uh, originally. Okay. If so it didn't they... make sense why they were suddenly there uh, well they know who Peter Parker is cuz they are Peter Parker but that doesn't if that doesn't make sense then that's cuz American Chavez was originally supposed to go get the Parkers and bring them
0: That actually would have been... That would have fit better, honestly. Like, it did... What they did to bring them in felt kind of dumb. That was one of the few parts of that movie I thought was like, that's dumb. They threw that in there, didn't they? Like, some... It almost felt like an afterthought. Like, the way they brought them in was kind of like, eh, You know, and at the end of the day, you don't really care that much. But but it still felt a little like, eh, But... if she was supposed to be the one to have brought them in, that would have actually been better. Originally, I think that would have made more sense and been more interesting. I think.
1: So who knows? Um, who knows which one of Secret Invasion or this movie
0: was meant to come first? It's a good question. Now that I maybe I'll have to go back and watch. I don't know if I want to rewatch Secret Invasion. It, it drags a bit, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't rate it highly among the Marvel TV shows. Um, Loki Season 2 is much better, in my opinion. Uh, which this, uh, for those of you... This does not... If you haven't watched Loki Season 2 yet, don't don't worry. There's no... At least not that I noticed. There's no real connections to no. this film. Nothing really carries over or seems to be different. Um, I don't know which is supposed to take place first. Yeah, and if... Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It's like, there's no clear connections that I could see to Loki Season 2. So, so it's really just... Like WandaVision, absolutely, you know, because of Monica Rambeau And then um Miss Marvel, obviously, and then Captain Marvel, the first one. And then anything else that Captain Marvel appeared in uh, you know, throughout the MCU. Yeah. And the blip is referenced again. But oh, yeah. not 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 super prominently, but it but it's in there. It's in there. Um so let's see. I guess talk for a minute about performances. So, <clears throat> what do you th- <clears throat> what you think of the main the main three actresses, and then also the actress who played the villain?
1: Well, Kamala Khan is delightful as usual.
0: Yeah, no, she's she's really fun, played by Iman Vellani.
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know the actress's name. Yeah, Thank well,
0: you. I'm cheating. I'm looking at IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> but they do also say in the credits but then so we have i'll just do a quick rundown so we have zawi ashton plays the villain dar ben um iman villani plays kamala khan tayona paris plays monica rambo and of course brie larson is carol danvers and everyone knows samuel jackson is nick fury obviously yeah and there wasn't really anyone else in the cast that was particularly significant you have a few people to get more than one scene but nobody really plays a huge role other than those really just those five characters honestly um, and that probably saved them some money in the budget <laughs> well i guess honestly kamala's family plays a bigger role than a lot of the others like they're in which, it quite they're in it quite a bit which
1: was bizarre why they put them out in outer space but whatever it was fun so i mean not bizarre for the scriptwriters bizarre for nick fury We're oh yeah take yeah. you to
0: space now <laughs> So we have, <laughs> I'll, I'll run them down real quick. We have Zenobia Shroff as Muniba Khan, Mohan Kapoor as Yusuf Khan, and Sagar sheik I'm sure I'm murdering these names, as Amir Khan. So yeah, and then pretty much everyone else is more of just a side character. Even if they have more than one scene, they're not, they're not as significant as those
1: i really like the performance of saber employee number three 105
0: <laughs> i did like the saber employee which they don't explain how he was 306 years old but dag played by abraham papula um, somehow is 306 years old so i'm guessing he's not from earth he's i made from, from that number else. up <laughs> i want you to know this what's that
1: when I said 305, I made that
0: up. Uh, Did you really? Well, it was probably I'm, in your brain from the movie somewhere. I guess so. Because, he, yeah, he's 306. So,
1: What are we talking about? <laughs> dag. The,
0: you know, the big guy that's that's there. He has the braided beard. Yeah. He's there on, on the saber. Yeah, dag. I liked him. He seemed nice. Yeah, yeah he, he was cool. <laughs> I, he mumbled sometimes. Like, I didn't catch everything he said. Some of his dialogue was kind of mumbly. But maybe that's more of a sound sound problem. Okay, so, so, so you liked the performances overall. You love, you like Kamala Khan.
1: Yeah, I thought that uh, the actress playing Captain Marvel this time around, I don't know if it was her, her performance or the script, but she was a lot warmer this time around. I, I liked that. Of course, there are reasons why she wasn't a warm character in the first film. So in, in her yeah. defense, uh, that's just how her character was written in the first film and needed, needed to be written. But it was kind of a turnoff in to audiences i think so i think that this film definitely did her a lot of favors uh that character a lot of favors and making her warmer
0: yeah there's there's some hugs and and some some girl bonding you know what i mean like fem- female bond we'll call it female bonding like some um yeah like and i guess she's old enough she'd kind of almost be like a mom or an aunt The two like more of a mentor type, even though she doesn't look older than yeah, than Monica, um, in in appearance. Like, in actual years, so she would have been. Had she she aged normally, she would have been in her late fifties by this point. But she looks the same. I guess. I guess the Tesseract keeps you young. You know, when you get its powers. I I guess. (laughs) Um, yeah, like. I I did not honestly I didn't connect with her character. I I didn't feel it was personally I didn't feel it was much more of an improvement. I, I thought the writing was clunky and I hate saying this, I have seen Brie Larson and other things where I thought she was better, but I thought her acting and that that's maybe not just her fault, you know, that can be a combination of writing, directing, editing, all all the above. But that was my main complaint of her honestly in all of her appearances as Captain Marvel she's a bit stiff in my like she's just it just I don't know it just feels a little too forced um, maybe that's what she was told to go for I don't know um, but yeah but you did see her let her hair down a little bit like she joked around well, no, that wasn't any different than Captain. Because she, she jokes around in Captain Marvel. She jokes around with Nick Fury. And even some with her mentor from the, the her Cree, um, I guess, team leader, uh, played by Jude Law. Right. In the first one. She even, you even see a little bit of her joking around there. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I have a hard time connecting. She, she seems emotionally stunted in in the roles honestly and again maybe that's what she has been asked to do you know as an actress but it might go beyond that because i've seen brie larson in another big time movie kong skull island you know and it might be again a combination of factors but she was also very stiff in that just very like closed down like you i just have a hard time connecting with her character Uh. like um I enjoy it I I connect more with Monica Rambeau you know Tayano Paris's performance and with Kamala Khan okay you know uh, Iman Elani I I connect more with the two of them I think than uh, but yeah but again maybe she's supposed to be a bit stiff maybe that's part of her her character portrayal as well so either way I I just never have connected as much with her Um, yeah but but that's me that's, that's you know, so I'm kinda still there with that. It still felt a little forced and clunky. Like her Yeah. But again, maybe that's what they were going for. Which I'm like, Okay. Yeah. That's if that's what you want to do.
1: So would, <laughs> would you say that her performances in other movies weren't as forced or stiff?
0: Honestly the I've not seen the room yet. I've heard really good things about her performance in the room. I've not seen that, but I, I saw her in something. It was an independent film she was still her. Like if you go, if you went back and watch this, um, it's called short term 12. It's the first thing I ever saw. Well, I should say that it's the first thing I ever saw her in as a protagonist. Uh, like, uh, She was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Actually. Really? She had a small role in, in that movie. Uh, I never would have, I didn't know who she was back then. And it was like, Oh, that's Brie Larson's like, I had no idea. And it's not a big role in the film, but she is in. she isn't. Um, But, no, I saw her in Short Term 12, and that was really good. Uh, It was an independent film. And she plays someone who grew up in foster care and, like, halfway houses. And and she now works at one, you know, as, like, a caseworker. Ah. And uh, so it all takes place. Most of the movie takes place at the the halfway house for kids.
1: You should, uh, like, tell me what that is so I can watch it. Because I get, like, believe it or not, I get training credits for watching movies based on fostering and stuff with the oh, uh yeah. short term 12 my yeah. foster agency
0: so it's called short term 12 short term uh, twelve i own it actually um, oh cool, yeah. cool, cool i don't cool. know what streaming service it would be on because i'll have like, to borrow it. an independent film well it's on my itunes so
1: okay i can't borrow it
0: <laughs> we can watch it together at some point uh i like but if you were to watch that she she plays a bit of a tough maybe that maybe she's gotten stereotyped a little bit of playing like tough kind of emotionally withdrawn characters because she's a little bit that way in that movie too uh-huh. so maybe it's more of like she's maybe she's getting pigeonholed a little bit into that of like the tough you know like don't show my emotions you know which some male actors have some of that happens to them too you know where they if you get pigeonholed you know you get typecast sometimes it's hard to get people to hire you to do something different um, I will say the one scene I did thought i thought it was kind of fun she got to let loose and show a little bit different side is when they go to Al- aladna yeah <laughs> the part of the movie the I, d- I didn't like but you apparently loved <laughs> I, I didn't, I, didn't lo- I wouldn't say i loved it but it it was a fun diversion it, it was, it it was, Yeah, it was it was a strange <laughs> uh, it was strange it was fun i guess it, it was fun for the most part but yeah it's a planet where they're they they can their language is singing which, inexplicably, singing English.
1: <laughs> singing English, <laughs> exactly. Inexplicably,
0: they sing English, you know, conveniently. I was
1: just waiting to see if we were going to get, like, full-blown Bollywood or something.
0: Yeah, well, no. I didn't. And it was a very diverse, very diverse cast of people there. But um, but she apparently is married to the, the prince or the king there, all over the planet. And then they do a dance and they sing together. And now played. I have to figure
1: out whether or not this was in the comics. I,
0: I have. If I had to guess, it probably was at some point. But um, that, does, that sounds like something that would. pop I up I just in the
1: wonder comics. if there was somebody in the audience just nerding out because she was married to this prince. <laughs> yeah, it's like I had no idea what was going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if he's. I don't know. He, he's a, obviously of of Asian descent, but I don't know, like which like the actor who, who plays. I don't know if he's Korean or something else, but I was like, it's "like maybe he's from, uh, maybe he's like famous in a different, different realm." But um, let's see, Park. That sounds that sounds Korean. Park Sejun, plays Prince Yeon as Seo Park. I'm pretty sure that's Korean because Park is a is a fairly common Korean name, so he he's probably from South Korea. Uh, but I wonder if he's maybe he's famous in like Korean television, and they brought him in. Cool, cool, cool. To, cool. like, appeal to, to that audience. Yep, Seal. He was born in Seal.
1: Yeah. I love the part where he was bilingual.
0: Yeah, that was funny. He can yeah. talk, just talk normally. Just yeah, he's bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that was their attempt at, at putting, like, some lighthearted, more humor into... Yeah. Um, but in general, most of the humor they attempted... Um didn't work real well for me. I don't know about for you. Didn't work for you? Not 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 that not so much. Like it, it felt a little forced. Um some of it landed like like with the what you call it? Flercles? Flirtles? The flerkles. Flunkle? Flerkles. Fli Fler- Flercles? Flerk- flerken. The flurkins. The flurkins <laughs> Flurkins. The, flerk- <laughs> flerken yeah, the flerk- I am Flerkle. Uh. I am Steve Flerkle. No. <laughs> and the the flirkins. it's a Flurkin um, cat. Some some of that some of that you know more like physical humor, some of that landed. Um, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, so acting acting was all right. Um, yeah, and maybe it is just more of the choices that they've decided to make with with Brie Larson's character. Maybe it's not as much. It's just like hey, we want you to be emotionally. Distant and like, um, but yeah, but I, I've seen other actors handle that type of character better, like where you're like the emotionally distant character, like, where like you don't show a lot. You know, Heath Ledger, for instance, was, you know, just, yeah, there's just different different ways of doing it. Um, but overall, like, uh, I think overall I enjoyed, enjoyed it. i did yeah. so what um... Let's see where we're at on time okay we're coming up on our time here we're trying to keep this a little shorter than normal um, overall like what would you rate like out of how many nerd hats would you give this film
1: i, I was just thinking about that actually uh... i can't decide if i want to give it a three point five or a four so i'm going to give it a three point eight meet it in the middle okay. uh... i thought it was a fun mcu adventure it's not something, except I mean I do like Kamala Khan, but I don't think it's something I would personally own on DVD or Blu-ray. But um, there was a time in my life where I wanted to collect all of the MCU, and then the MCU exploded, and I said, "Forget this;
0: <laughs> it's too expensive." <laughs> just get a Disney Plus membership. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> I don't have the enough time in life to rewatch all of these things. Anyway, yeah, I mean,
0: so um, once every few years, you know, just revisit yeah, one that you really like. Exactly.
1: <laughs> So, um, it was really enjoyable. It was a popcorn flick. It wasn't I don't know if this film was pivotal p- pivotal to the entire MCU plot, but it was good. It, w- it was a good film. Um, I mean that that's a question. I don't want to derail the conversation because you need to give your oh, rating, but that that's a question we could talk about is, how many of the MCU movies are pivotal?
0: Yeah, a fair question. These days, there's any like more. There's period. like some. There's some connections with all of them, and and, and obviously, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the mid-credit scene does yeah. con- does connect this to. Yeah, that's about the only pivotal that's thing in this movie. Interesting, <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, it does it does progress Miss Marvel's character some um, with the bands and stuff, and. Um, you know, ex- so she gets both bands now, both bongles. Or quantum, quantum bands. Quantum um, bands. But yeah, uh, as far as my rating... <sighs> so having learned from from uh, from Thor, from the fourth Thor, I gave that one too low of a rating initially. So I'm bumping this one up a bit. Uh, I'm going to say three, which means um, it's above mediocre yeah it's not it's a, it's a little bit above mediocre but not not a lot and it means that I did enjoy it like it's an enjoyable film you know production value is is good it's a beautiful film to see in IMAX you know this popcorn flick as you said um, but yeah the, the villain didn't really grab me like I, I did like the fact they tried to make her a little more complicated as a character yeah she's like doing something horrible to protect her people Slash also seeking revenge at the same time, so two birds with one stone, right? Um, but yeah, she she just didn't grab me as much um, as w- as one would like, um, and and yeah, not not enough chemistry between the, the three main. It felt a little forced at times, and between the three main characters, um, even to the even down beginning with the way that they. Connected their their powers that felt a little short. yeah. Um, well, it, it as just, it should. It, it, did, it didn't work as well for me. It, it, yeah. It felt rushed a bit in the way they portrayed it in the film. I know they talk about it later. They have exposition on it later. But yeah, that yeah. But anyway, uh, getting back, I, w- I would give it three. I think three out of five. Um, so yeah, like enjoyable film above mediocre, but not not too far above. right. As far as the MCU goes, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so I guess before we sign off, we'll talk about the the mid credits. Yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna take take the take the lead on that? Well, it was really funny.
1: Um, obviously, I couldn't tell you this while we were watching the film, but I was like, "Oh, she'll be back. She probably just wound up in the Fox X Men universe or something." <laughs> and, and then the dun, the mid credit scene r- r- role... Rolled around, and I'm like, Oh, that's nice. She's in a universe where her mom is still alive. And then all of a sudden, Beast walks in. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I didn't pull any stops. I didn't leave you in suspense. Who walked in? I just said it. Beast. Just went
0: out and said it. And it's, it's the Kelsey Grammer Beast. Yeah. Although not Kelsey Grammer in a suit, it's Kelsey Grammer CGI beast, but that definitely sounded like his voice. and I, I, have actually well, I think it was good CGI, though. I don't know if they have him in the credits, because that would probably spoil, but they probably don't list his. He's probably not credited on IMDb at this point. All well, if he is, that would definitely be a spoiler. But, yep, there it is. Kelsey Grammer. Dr. Henry. Cool. Hank McCoy. So if anybody looked at the casting list before watching it, they would have been like, wait a minute. Wait <laughs> a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I had heard a rumor that Captain America... And I was wondering if it was gonna be like in the alternate universe. You know, at the end Monica Rambo in it she doesn't die, but she like makes a sacrifice, she gets cut off from her universe. Yeah. In order to seal a fabric a seal a, a rip in space time. And um and then she gets rescued by da 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 the X Men. No no na, no 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 no. Um but one of the X Men there I did not recognize and it seemed a little too convenient that it just happened to be someone who looked exactly yeah. like her mom. I yeah, was, I did I, I like, did
1: not like that part, I admit. I was
0: like, that feels forced. They just, just want to well, get the know. actress in another movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, pretty much. Um, so, I was doing some thinking, and I think that character appears in one of the Spider-Man cartoons on Disney, the Disney Channel.
0: Oh, she's called uh, Binary. So Binary? She's called Binary.
1: Oh, Okay. Well, I think she appears in in that. I think I, I remember seeing her, but I don't know
0: anything about the character. Oh yeah, and another. I guess this is this is probably close to an end credit scene. It's like it happens at the very end of the movie, so it's what they normally would have put as like an end credit scene, but did it at the end of the actual movie instead before the credits started rolling. But they have Miss Marvel. Show up? Oh yeah! Uh, at the home, kind of channeling. The definitely, Rambo definitely channeling Nick Fury, Iron recruiting Iron Oh, that part. Kind of, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, she she shows up in in the apartment of of uh Kate Bishop, uh, who just got back from doing Hawkeye things, which
1: and is very dangerous.
0: Yeah, you don't want to just show up there. I mean, I guess she could defend herself, but like, uh, I'm she's you like know sitting there in the dark.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, I just feel like. She's lucky she didn't get an arrow through her head. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sitting in the dark and I think I'm all badass and cool. Yeah. Kate. Kate, res- Kate responded <laughs> with,
0: which if you've if you've seen um, if you've seen the, Haw- the Hawkeye series, um, you know that uh, Natasha's sister shows up much like that, s- sitting in her apartment, and she didn't put an arrow in her head. Well, actually, oh. no. I think she did try to attack her, so maybe she learned from that. It's like this might be a friend.
1: This might be someone who doesn't want to kill me.
0: Which, by the way, I'm <laughs> still wondering if, if she's going to come back as the next Black Widow. Or like the replacement of Black Widow.
1: I assumed. I but, assumed it. But
0: this is apparently now officially, which we've already heard is coming, but this is like the beginning of the the Young Avengers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh,
0: so you have Kamala Khan being the one that starts the recruiting. So she recruits Hawkeye first. And um, i trying to think who she might what you do? What was the character you were talking about earlier? The one from Doctor Strange? Maybe she's gonna be in there too. Maybe. Oh yes,
1: American Chavez. Yes, most likely she'll be a part of the Young Avengers.
0: Oh yeah, and then uh, from the, um,
1: in from iron the Land. second
0: Black Panther movie, yeah. Oh, um, of course. The uh, of course Iron. iron what's <sighs> her character's name? The girl. Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah, she'll probably. Yeah, be
1: in most there likely too. Ironheart. The Iron Lad is a complicated character from the comics. He is one of the Young Avengers, and I can see where they would bring him in, but with Ironheart, that might be too much iron. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it'll just be Ironheart. More, yeah. More girl power. See, in, Iron Lad Avengers. is actually, well, he's like the grandson or something of Frank Richard. No, Reed Richard. I'm sorry, Reed, Reed Richard. Reed Richard. And who's Frank Franklin Richard? Reed is Richard. Is that the son I forget. Which so, I am
0: curious how they're gonna bring the Fantastic Four in to the MCU. Like they they sort of introduced him to Doctor Strange, but it was in a an alternate universe. Yeah. And then what? And then Reed, they all died. Reed Richards dies. <laughs> they all died. Well I think I he mean, was the only one there of the Fantastic Four and he dies. Yeah, yes, yeah, so everything
1: like, everyone who was there died. He gets like <laughs> ripped apart. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Poor John Krasinski. You only got to be Reed for a few minutes.
1: but um,
0: Of course, that'd be pretty cool. You get a call he's like, hey, you want to be in a Doctor Strange movie? You know, you get to be Reed Richards for like five minutes. He's <laughs> like, hell yeah. Can I be him again later? Well, we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> but you at least get to be him for five minutes before you die. Oops, said too much. <laughs> yeah. And Charles, of course, also gets killed. I forget uh, who kills him. Who kills him? I'm trying to remember. Oh yes, yeah, the, the evil Scarlet Witch. evil the, well, evil Wanda. <laughs> evil Wanda. Uh, evil Wanda. Obsessed Wanda.
1: What's the name of that bu- that that evil book she had again? Oh,
0: the necronomicon. No. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking, but no. I, I forget what it's called. The dark something something. <gasps> yeah, like yeah, the dark hold. That's Darkholds, it. Dark Hold, okay. The dark tome, the evil tome. Wonder if I can buy
1: that on yet another tome. AliExpress. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, Timu. Timu's got darkhold for sale. <laughs> oh, That's man. where I got my Necronomicon. Hey. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Just don't read it out loud. <laughs> That's okay. I don't know
0: ancient Sumerian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like for God's sake, how do you make it stop? <laughs> get sucked into another universe where there's walking skeletons and uh yeah (laughs) sorry we're going back in time with our podcast so anyway this is not
1: the that's okay because (laughs) ash williams has fought marvel zombies so it's connected all right (laughs) so anyway sorry go ahead
0: so yeah so this is a bonus episode uh it's actually we made uh, depending on when we get the editing done, this will either drop the same day as our Castle in the Sky or they'll be like a day apart or something. But both of them are going to come out this week. Uh, and, um, yeah. So, bonus, you got an extra episode uh, because we want to go see a movie and we're like, well, we got to do a review afterwards because it's Marvel. So, you're welcome.
1: You're welcome, you're welcome. So, it's from Moana. I'm sorry. Oh, it's... I'm just what trying to be
0: funny. except you're welcome? All right. So, nerds. So, well, okay. Next episode is Castle in the Sky, which releases this week. And then our final episode of Miyazaki Month, we're going to cov- cover Spirited Away. It's going to be our finale for Miyazaki Month. Then we open up December with The Simpsons. And then, as yet to be determined, comic book related episode for week two. And then we will finish off with the newest and probably final Miyazaki film, The Boy and the Heron. Yes. And that will end season four of this old podcast. Might end the podcast. We're not sure yet. But it'll definitely end this season. So. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Until, so until next time.
1: Live long and prosper.
0: Sardar. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Irreverent Nerds podcast. If you would, consider following us on Instagram. We are there at irreverent underscore nerds you can also hit us up on facebook just look us up there at the irreverent nerds that's our fan page we have a youtube channel as well once again the irreverent nerds nice and simple right and if you go to www. that will send you to our podcasters for spotify formerly anchor.fm profile where you can send us a voice message if you want to support us financially or listen to the podcast. It will also direct you to other places you can listen, like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it. So, like, comment, subscribe, follow, all those good things, wherever you find us, wherever you listen to us. We would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, nerds, live long and prosper. Avengers Assemble! I'm Batman. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.